Previously on the Spielman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast. Why don't you do everybody a favor? Pack up your family, move to a commune out in Utah. Okay? Love and happiness. What happened to the old Bruce Hooley? We may have to sometimes. What happened? We may have to. We hit that faith thing too hard at the end. We may have to sometime. Here's the thing with you. This... You've got you completely done a 180. You I like 180. I like oh Ryan gosh. Day, and now you're not allowing me to like Ryan Day's methods. What is wrong with you? You're, you're always soft. on me, like, oh, you're gonna give these coaches a break. So I you're finally soft. find a football coach that I really, really like. And, and you're, by the way, your love affair with Jeff Halfley's yeah. got. I mean, what I'm reading, what you're writing, oh my. People, am I not all in on half? Oh am I not all in on your so speech? Am I not all in on Ryan Day? The, uh, and now Buckeyes, you're trying to talk uh, me off. Can we, can we take care of Michigan on uh, Saturday, and they do it with uh, a great defense? Are you uh, going to join me on the uh, Jeff Halfley superstar bandwagon, Mr. Spielman? <laughs> I think he is a superstar. I just think he needs more time before Penn State. Somebody said to me yesterday, Rutgers is going to come hard after Jeff Halfley. Well, he's a Jersey guy. Jersey guy. $32 million a year. What, is that what Shiano turned not, down? Not $32 million a year. Shiano wouldn't turn that down. Turn, no. Would you turn that down? Would, <laughs> would you go coach I'd Rutgers? even I'd coach Rutgers for that. <laughs> yeah, provided I had a good buyout, yes. Uh, welcome to a Friday edition, a post-Thanksgiving edition of the Spielman and Hooley podcast. Bruce Hooley, Chris Spielman with you. Um, Spiels is uh, headed to NYC. He's going to take on the uh, Giants-Packers game. Boy, I hope you... Is this true in a game like this? I assume you get a file packet of uh, you know stories and information and stuff like that. Is it a little is it a little thicker in case you and Tom need to fill uh, a blowout mid third quarter to fourth quarter? A lot of human interest stories and stuff that you. Well, we don't. We don't more competitive. We game. don't. We don't. We we don't do human. I don't do human interest stories. You just. You just have them show you and Tom football. in the booth, and you demonstrate like swim yeah, techniques. Well, you, on Tom. there's big picture stuff that you're automatically ready to go to, and yeah. that's the beautiful thing about the NFL because there's there are always, always stories. Yes. Oh, well, there's football always stories. stories with Michigan and Ohio State. They'll play for the 116th time tomorrow in Ann Arbor. It is a noon kick. Weather's supposed to be nasty, and you know all the uh, familiar storylines of this one's Buckeyes. This one, Buckeyes are number one in the college football playoff, and probably. If nothing goofy happens, destined to stay there, assuming they don't slop around and you know play a one-point game against Michigan or against the uh, winner of the Wisconsin-Minnesota game a week from now, assuming LSU doesn't beat Georgia by 40 points right. in the SEC title game or something like that. Uh, let's talk first. Uh, we got some other games going on, and uh, one of the, right after Ohio State is Minnesota and Wisconsin. Uh, we'll dive back into Buckeyes and Wolverines, Browns, and Steelers momentarily, but. Uh, who do we want to win the uh, Wisconsin-Minnesota game? What, would, uh, what are the ramifications I'm Sky of you, that one? I'm Sky you Ma. Row your boat. I got it all going on. Because okay. I, I think that, that gives Ohio State better preparation for the playoff because Minnesota has really good wide receivers and a quarterback that's playing tremendous right now. And I think that's better preparation for Ohio State for the playoffs because there's not a team like Wisconsin that's going to come into the playoffs. Yeah, Maybe you figure, Georgia if Georgia gets in there. Uh, Utah's got a quarterback completing about 75% of his passes. They have a really good running back, so they're kind of sort of like Wisconsin, but the Jack Cohn 
and the Utah quarterback are not similar. Yeah, but they're more of a spread, I believe. More of a spread is, team. Yeah, and, Kyle and, Whittingham will have you know some urban in him because he was uh, an urban guy when yeah. Urban was at Utah. I want Minnesota because they can throw the ball well, and their receivers are really good. You like really. Tanner Morgan? You think they have two NFL wide receivers? I like Ibrahim, the running like, back yeah. a year ago. I've not really seen them a lot. I have no idea what they have on defense other than Antoine Winfield Jr. Uh, but uh, I was thinking about Wisconsin, and I thought, just from a selfish perspective, oh, holy cow, I don't sit, sit through 38-7 to again. Although mid-third quarter, uh, after the Badgers got the turnover and uh, they took it in, uh, it was a tight game. What would Wisconsin think? I was thinking, boy, if you're Wisconsin, you'd probably just say, hey, great, we won the uh, West. Nah, we don't need to go to Indy. But what do you think Wisconsin would think of getting a second shot at Ohio State? You think they sit around going, hey, we were right in there, and then uh, we decided to stupidly single-block Chase Young and yeah. turned the game around. What would the Badgers' mindset be coming in? Would that be a thing where Ohio State's players could take them lightly? Or eh? I don't think this team is this team as we, we've uh, – touched on numerous times throughout this season is very mature and that's one thing that I've noticed now again I, I get what we're dealing with and it's still college football and Wisconsin is a really good team and really good defense Jonathan Taylor can be good I, the, the quarterback doesn't make me nervous whatsoever and they can't can hurt take, you throw the ball hey, you take Jonathan Taylor out it's over if you could take Wisconsin's running game and Minnesota's passing game. That's a problem. And Wisconsin's defense with Antoine Whitfield as a yeah. special add-on. Merge the West. An all-star West team could maybe give Ohio State fits. 14 points. It'd be a 14. 11-point. 10-point spread. Uh, so you think it's better for Ohio State to play Minnesota I think because it's, better. it's playoff prep. Yeah, I think it's better because I think of, it's better, too, in just that you haven't played them. It's, you're not, I would assume you're going to take an opponent more serious who's... Eleven and one, yeah. and you've not played than an opponent that's ten and two that you played and beat like a drum. Well, you're going to be conflicted in that uh, game because you, you're rooting for Jeff Halfley, you're rooting for Ryan Day, then you'll be rooting for Sky Yuma. And row your boat. Because <laughs> PJ and I have become so close. Yes. Yeah. He. I, I'll tell you, man. I. I. He's done a tremendous job. He has. up there. I know who the writers are rooting for. They're rooting for Minnesota because if you got to go preview the big <laughs> title oh. game and you got. PJ oh, Fleck quotes so to good. work with or Paul Christ quotes to work with. <laughs> you got a lot more to work with. Oh, that's PJ Fleck. All, yeah, that that's that's male. They can that's he'll he'll give you all the necessary stuff you need. And so good for him, man. He, walk out of that room ready you to know what? take he, on the world. We we talk about fits and when we talk about coaching, filling coaching vacancies, uh what a great hire that was right now. It proves to be right now Absolutely for Minnesota. Was. And, and and selling what he's selling and and by the way. Believe me when I tell you this, and you know this, Bruce, he believes everything that he says and everything that he sells, and he lives that. So that's why I don't mind it because it's authentic. I just like saying, row your boat, sky you ma. Yeah. Uh, no, for those who've heard the podcast before, you know we've mentioned, uh, but those of you who have not will mention again, uh, P.J. Fleck is a guy to be admired for overcoming what I think is among, if not at the top of, the most searing human tragedies, the loss of a child. And he's uh, relentlessly positive and... Uh, Has to be. You know, and is investing himself in, in young men yeah. and all that. So Good for uh, PJ. Good for him, absolutely Good right. for Minnesota. I love it when I... I mean, that's we talked about it on Wednesday, how we always have these one really cool storylines each mm. year. And for, for college football, 
obviously we're consumed with Ohio State here, but yep. Minnesota's been a great story. In the NFL, the dominance of the, your MVP, Lamar Jackson, has been great for the NFL. It's yes. been great for the NFL. MVP, Lamar Jackson, absolutely. Uh, all right, let's a uh, little bit of Harbaugh, a little bit of Ohio yep. State here. Uh, weather's supposed to be bad. We talked on Wednesday. Bad weather's not going to hurt Ohio State more than it hurts is it, Michigan. What, is, is it bad, just cold, or is it going to be cold and possible snow and wind and you know the wind? The wind would be a concern. I think it all plays into Ohio State's favor. I do too. I do too. Uh, Harbaugh has had uh, has dismissed some of the can't do thises this year. He's beaten Michigan State. He's beaten Notre yeah. Dame. Here's the Jim Handily, Harbaugh by resume. The way. Hmm? Handily, handily, yes. Uh, here's the Jim Harbaugh resume. In seven years at uh, Michigan, excuse me, in the seven years before he got to Michigan, so the Rich Rod era and the Brady Hoke era together, Michigan was forty-six and forty-two, a five-hundred football team. In his now almost five years, they're forty-seven and sixteen. So he's wow. won more games in five years than they won in seven. You wouldn't think that, would you? No. Uh, they are the in terms of winning percentage since he got there, inheriting all the junk that Hoke and Rich Rod left him. The eighth best winning percentage in college football. So only seven teams have won at a higher rate than Michigan since he got there. Five of the seven have made the playoffs, and a sixth LSU is about to make the playoffs. So Michigan has not made the playoff. But I think you can say since he's been there, they have been a top ten team. Yeah, in winning percentage. You would not and think that. Huh? No, I I was struck by that, and I thought I'd share it with our podcast listeners because you know you're more educated now on him than a lot of people who say, "Well, he's not getting it done." Now, is he not getting it done to the degree that Michigan aspires to get it done? That's absolutely true. Yeah, and that he aspires to get it done, but. To say that he's a fail or he's no different than Hoke, no different than Rich Rod, no, that's, that's just not a fair, yeah. a fair uh, airing of things. Uh, he says, "What's mo- you know, everybody's asked this week, players, coaches, everybody, uh, your most special Ohio State-Michigan memory or what does the rivalry mean to you? And most people give. Pete Werner gave a really uh, interesting take. He was in the end zone as a recruit when Curtis Samuel scored the winning touchdown. Yeah. And he said, I knew right then I wanted to be a part of this. <laughs> that is I'm coming cool. to Ohio State, an Indiana kid, Pete Werner. Uh, Jim Harbaugh did not give a memory. He didn't talk about days he played in your yeah. era. He didn't talk about you know being a kid when his dad was coaching with Bo. He said the competition. He loves the competition. Is that a politically correct answer? You know Jim a little bit. Is that a Jim? A, no, I think, think that's, that's a accurate answer. because I, I've done some interviews this week myself and and I actually said this on our broadcast on the Bears game because we were previewing it because it's a, a noon game on, on Fox, and that'll be interesting having Urban up in Ann Arbor, though, isn't it? Yes. That's really, that's that's like must-see TV. Oh, yes. Uh, but I did say, you know, the, the, the greatest thing about that game, and I know there's been some uh, plays that maybe don't uh, make this statement 100% accurate, but for me, my experience is, that it was always the hardest hitting game. Like guys would tell me that, Bruce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I said, how can football be any more hard hitting than it already is? And just the elevation of the intensity of the game naturally and organically, not something made up or some sayings or what the fans are saying. Just the the intensity of the the hitting is is greater than any other game that I played in, including the NFLs, relatively speaking. Of course. Then it was always a great clean game for me. There was no cheap shots, no nothing like that. Now, I know that there's been 
issues in the past, right? Where guys yeah, will break you, out with little pushing incidents yeah. and all that stuff. That's I'm, I'm just talking about within the field of play. There's not been a lot of mm-hmm. cheap shots or dirty play or ch- guy trying to get a little extra punch in a rib cage or anything like that. And I do think there's still a healthy, strong respect between the players on the field. And that's that's what I loved about that game. It's interesting you say that because it's kind of the same theme as Ryan Day. We can talk about history and this play and that play and all that kind of stuff. But Ryan Day was asked on uh, Tuesday about what it's uh, going to take to win this game. And his answer was basically there's no mystery to how you win this game. Uh, you know, I think when you're just talking about the game itself, it just goes back to you know the fundamentals and taking care of the football, executing the game plan, giving them a good plan that they can execute and, you know, being on the road is a little different than being home. You know, we're going to have to handle that and being loud and uh, the crowd noise and everything else. So, so we'll handle that today and make sure we, we pipe in the crowd noise during practice and, um, you know, show composure there. Uh, but it's just going to come down to, you know, winning the one-on-one battles in the end. Uh, that is your Flashes of Fun picture perfect comment of the day from Ryan Day, Ohio State head football coach. Flashes of Fun will take any picture that you need. Christmas card picture of the family, senior pictures. You'll save hundreds if not thousands. Book online, save $50, flashesofun.com, flashesofun.com. Their pictures used over 2 million times worldwide on uh, Unsplashed. So uh, they certainly do good work, and they'll do good work for you, easy to work with, flashesofun.com. It does come down, like all football games come down to the yeah. execution. You can't miss. Ohio State can't do what it did for um, five, ten minutes in the Penn State game, get sloppy, turn the ball over. And you and I have talked about the recipe for Michigan to win this game uh, involves basically Ohio State not being attentive to detail. Right, and you you were going to ask me, well, that yeah, all that speaks for itself. I agree. Don't and- Michigan's got to win the turnover battle by three. Michigan has to benefit from timely, or from Ohio State's perspective, untimely penalties that either give Michigan a first down when they haven't done what they need to do to sustain the drive or nullify a big gain and put Ohio State. Those kinds of things have to go Michigan's way for them to win this game. The talent's not even. Uh, The the aptitude, the demonstration of what we've seen on the field this year is not even. So Ohio State will have to help Michigan and make some unforced errors. Here's a couple things I would do if I were Michigan's offense playing this defense. How would you attack them? Well, there was a little bit of success with quarterback run Penn State. Would you not? And, and I, yeah. I, I think to me, Shea Patterson can run the football. Jim Harbaugh and you pointed out uh, when we were just talking during the week uh, had some Baltimore Raven, Greg Roman type plays when he had uh, Colin Kaepernick at San Francisco. So there might be a, a little addition of that where you're having some quarterback run, and uh, could they be successful doing that? There's always going to be something in there. I think the quarterback run, if I'm Jeff Halfley, that's one of the things that I make sure that it, I might not see it, but I might see it, mm-hmm. and my guys are prepared to handle that, and I'm prepared to call defenses that are sound and efficient against that. And if they got the pass rush going, then I would hit them with a lot of three-step, quick-step passing games. If those corners are playing off, I'd run quick screens and make that defense run all over the field just to slow Chase Young down. Uh those are some of the things that I would do just from a, attacking Ohio State's defense. The other thing, they have to score uh, when they have chances to put points on the board, whether it's three or whether it's seven. They can't have missed field goals or missed opportunities or missed fourth downs. Everything has to go their way. they got to play a really good game. They're capable of playing a really good game. 
And the other thing that um, if I'm Jim Harbaugh and what I'm telling my guys at Michigan is, look, everybody's saying how Ohio State's great. They're the number one team. The playoff committee has them number one. There are no weaknesses. All you guys that play here at Michigan were equal to all the guys that play at Ohio State coming out of high school. Yeah, They're not better than you. They're not. I, I'm not saying that's not the truth. This is what I'm telling you. you guys, what you tell them, yeah. You guys are the same guy. Now, we have our home field advantage. We have the fact that we haven't beaten them in seven years. We have something to play for right here, and just you guys have to believe. And by the way, I would cut up a highlight tape of all the great plays that happened on offense and defense this year. And not Ohio State stuff. I'm not playing Ohio State's fight music or anything like that. I'm putting total focus on what Ryan said and what Harbaugh will probably say, the execution of the plays. And I'm letting these guys constantly see all the great plays that I've, they've made throughout the year. And uh, we'll see what happens. And that that's how I'm selling it, and that's what I would do. If I think I that's an effective motivational strategy is to emphasize you need to do – what you're capable of doing, and here's proof you've already done it, rather than trying to talk the guys into some kind of superhuman thing uh, that they've never show done. Them. Yeah, just show them and, and remind yeah. them that in high school you're the same guy. There's a five-star, you're a five-star. There's a four-star, whatever it is. You and guys think, can play. And I think, actually, Ryan can make the same point. Be who we are. Oh, be who we are, be who we've been. Yeah. I forgot one thing. I forgot one very important thing if uh -oh. I were Jim Harbaugh. Uh-oh. What would I play over and over in the locker room it <laughs> has we, something to do with oh, plain city ohio oh, mr spielman on a windy fall day mr spielman's post wisconsin pep talk you know, he broke that out at halftime of the penn state game it's keyed their turnaround i'm you, serious you play it again no i mean those Spiels kids gave those... this impassioned thing on who what a michigan football player should should be and what they should remember and the yeah. you know all that stuff and it was, it was very good. I w but I mean I'm sure those kids have no <laughs> idea they tried to that point. I, I'm sure they, those kids have no idea who I am or whatever I am. Maybe they know uh, because I played for the Lions they might hear me or they, if they watch NFL they might remember that I I do broadcasts. But I do know what the Ohio State Michigan thing mm -hmm. is. And if you can say anything about any former Ohio State player. I think it's very fair to say that nobody has greater respect for Michigan than I do because I don't use the term to team up north because right. I respect them because I call them Michigan because that's who they are. Just like I didn't like when Brady Hoke called uh, Ohio State Ohio. Yeah. Because I think that's just that's just not me. I mean, I get it fun to team up north. We're not allowed to say it. Whatever. I, you know, fine. Enjoy that. I, I find that to be kind of a curious thing it's, it's everybody's thing and everybody loves it and the crossing out of the m's and all that kind of stuff to me it um it affords michigan a higher priority than the results since 2001 deserve yeah. i mean i think if you want to cross out a letter on campus cross out the p's when you play purdue or penn state they've beaten you four times <laughs> as often ice. as michigan yeah. has yeah um uh, to me, it's like that old adage, never let them see you sweat. Yeah. It's like, 
I don't know why we can't say your name. It's not like, well, you know, we're afraid of you. Uh, you I know. think that was, you know, part of Urban's thing. It was and, Woody's you know, thing yeah, and Urban, and, and you know. I guess someone told me this week Urban did that at Utah, that he referred to BYU as the team down south. Yeah. He wouldn't say their name. Well, I think that's, you know, that's where Urban gets a lot of that yeah. stuff. And, and that's good for the for for the players and stuff. But for guys that have been out way long like I have been and, and not intimately part of it, uh, I just, I don't, you've never heard me use that, no, have you? No. Have it's you just always, a little bit like the lucky socks. Have like you, your socks yeah. have nothing to do with the result of the game. If Chris and I say Michigan, it has nothing to right. do with the result of the have, game. I mean, you've always heard me refer to <laughs> them as Michigan yeah. or the Wolverines or whatever. Yeah. So Because that's who they are. It doesn't are. matter. That doesn't mean I don't want to beat them any less than you want to beat them. Like on Twitter uh, the other night when I was <laughs> having a nice passionate back and forth with Lions fans. Well, of course, were. the uh, Michigan uh, game came into play, and and um, I was talking about the res- respect that I have for Michigan, and some Ohio State people, a couple people got very upset with me when I said that, look, I respect all the, the points. No matter where you fall in the Lions, I know this about the state of Michigan. It is a football state. Mm-hmm. Then Ohio State people say, "How can you say that this week?" I, I don't e- I, like. I don't even know where that came from. What do you mean? It's a the people love football yeah. in state of Michigan. They love it more than hockey. They love it more than baseball. They love it more than basketball. It is a great football state as far as the fan base goes, and for passion. Well, you played up there what six years? Eight years. Eight years, and you do Lions preseason games. I think your perspective would be a pretty informed perspective. That I they love football. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, review of the day comes from uh, D's twenty four twenty seven. D Haslam. Thank you, D's. No, not D. D's oh. with a Z. He says, "Awesome podcast. The most anticipated part of my one day, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Keep up the amazing work. What about Saturday, D's? We do the immediate reaction to the game podcast. Uh, I'm not on that. No, Spiel's sometimes not on that. He might be on it this week. We'll see how his schedule works out." Uh, hey, just for the record, the listens are the same. <laughs> okay, Saturday, okay, all right. I know Relax back, there, back in the day, one of my favorite Chris uh, Spielman statements of all time, when we did the big show on the fan, he's like, yeah, but when I'm here, it's a bigger show. <laughs> <laughs> all in jest, people. Relax. <laughs> so review us on iTunes. We appreciate it. It helps us with sponsors, and it helps us frame our show content to uh, what you like. You can email the show anytime you want to. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Did I actually say you that? You did, yes. It was one of your finer moments. Which, did you laugh? I laughed. Did it was I hilarious. Laugh? It was very hilarious. Did I laugh? I hope Yes, of course you laughed. Did yes. I deliver it with my good, serious <laughs> you, line? Or? You always laugh at your own stuff yeah. anyway. So, yes. As your wife has said, nobody enjoys your humor more than you. Oh, nobody will enjoy a hamburger more than you if you get Stover Farms Custom Meats hamburgers, black, uh, certified uh, black Angus beef, uh, no hormone, non-GMO. Spielman and Hooley listeners get one free pound when you buy a pound. Buy one, get one at Stover Farms Custom Meats. Trevor, uh, the father of Cade Stover, Buckeye linebacker and defensive end, uh, processes a side of certified Angus beef grown on his farm in uh, the Lexington area every week. Brings it down to his retail store, 4000 Presidential Parkway, and he's kind enough to extend to Spielman and Hooley listeners a buy one, get one. So I'd stock up because you'll get it for under market when you're getting a free pound for every pound you buy. Stover Farms, 4000 Presidential Parkway in Powell, uh, head up north 
of 270, and you'll turn uh, right on Presidential. It's east of the highway, so uh, Stover Farms. It's off Custom Sawmill needs. Parkway, right? Uh, yeah. Presidential and Sawmill Parkway uh, intersect, so yeah. yeah. So saw, Sawmill becomes Sawmill Parkway? Yeah. Is that the thing? Okay. All right. You mentioned Shea Patterson, and you would incorporate him in the run game. Penn State had success with the run game. Did Penn State run at Chase Young? Because there's this school of thought out there that if you have a great pass rusher, uh, you can't avoid him. You're better to run at him. What did you see in that? Was that running at Chase Young? Did they force Chase Young to make some decisions? Or was it just that's a cliche and people grabbed onto the cliche? Uh, I mean, I think it depends on if you run a a zone type of read. But if you're running at him, then you're usually getting a double team on him or he's at the point of attack and you're just making him work harder. You know, but then he can blow something up. So that's just, you know, you try to run at the Bosa boys and it's almost worse than trying to pass against the Bosa boys. So, I mean, Chase is a complete football player and, and he's up to every challenge. The problem is, if you're Michigan, is that the interior guys for Ohio State are... Awesome. Boy, I was going to say that. I think Devon, I mean, Devon Hamilton and Robert Landers I mean, don't get nearly I mean, enough credit. I mean, in, uh, the freshman from... Uh, yeah, from Ohio, Togi I? Yeah. Togi I and then Zach no. Harrison on the yeah, edge. Zach, You're talking about yeah, Zach Harrison. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's just... It's so fun to watch. And, and really, the, the strength of Ohio State is that there are no weaknesses at any level. Or there's no weakness at any position. Yep. So, if you run at Chase, Chase Young, that's fine. But... You know who's going to, and you're going to double chase on runs or scoot. Who's who's going to block Landers and and how Al Washington, by the way, who's done a great job of coaching linebackers. The way Malik's playing, um, Browning's playing really well now. Tuff's been pretty consistent all year, and I think Pete Warner and, and his ability. Why Pete Warner's going to be an NFL player, by the way. And when I said that last year, everybody was laughing at me, but hey, that's fine. Always laughing now. No, because of his ability to coverage and his size, and he's good against the run. I mean, he's 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 a very versatile linebacker. So, and plus our corners can tackle, and our corners are not. Mm-hmm. I mean, I see soft corners all the time in in how they tackle in the league, and our corners are physical guys, man. They're physical, tough guys. <laughs> yes, they it's are. It's just in the speed of the defense. It's just a, a huge challenge, and. And the best part of Michigan's offense is is the, their speed and their skill. I think if there's a matchup, I want to make clear, there's no matchup that I think is a big edge for Michigan. So it's a better way for me to say it is if I have to search for a matchup where Michigan might try to exploit something. It's purely a matter of size that if they'll try to get like Peoples-Jones or Nico Collins on Damon Arnett, and I say that just because Damon is not as tall as Jeff Okuda yeah. and maybe Sean Wade is just a skosh uh, better uh, than Damon, and so that might be the only place I look. I think they have a problem at tight end. I know they like to involve Zach Gentry. Yeah. Pete Werner did a really good job on Friermuth on Saturday. Did a great job. And Pete said Tuesday he thinks that's the best game he's ever played at Ohio State. I agree with him. So he I said, agree you know, they, they might have made some catches, but they didn't make any yards after. I, I thought I you made that point Wednesday. Uh, yeah, thank you. Or Monday, Monday. Excuse me, yes. Monday. So thank you, Pete. I'm with you, buddy. I've been with you for, since last year when everybody was ripping a linebacker. Sure, you were no doubt about it. Once again, I'm right. You're on the cutting edge. <laughs> Called Dwayne Haskins greatness from a spring game. That's impressive. All right, we'll take out your powers of uh, prognostication and apply them to Chase Young and his Heisman situation. He's a finalist for the Maxwell Award, as is Jalen Hurts, as is Joe Burrow. The Maxwell Award is oftentimes a 
harbinger of things to come on the Heisman. So if Chase is a finalist for the Maxwell, the thought is he'll be a finalist for the Heisman and it'll be in New York City. But, you know, Heisman is kind of a mixture of guys who cover the sport now and a lot of guys who are older and have been around the sport and may have a different mindset than other guys. Will Chase Young bear a consequence that will keep him from winning the Heisman Trophy of having played in two fewer games because of his suspension? I don't pretend to read the minds of voters, but my gut feeling tells me yes. I agree with you. I, I don't, you know, that doesn't mean he's not the best player in America. And, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, he's worthy of being the first overall pick in the NFL draft, but I don't know if he will, but it depends on if somebody needs a quarterback or not. Bengals. But besides, you know, besides the quarterback position, uh, there's no other position that will, or any other player at a different position will be ranked above Chase Young. So You should talk to your Giants uh, people this uh, weekend while you're there because they're right there for that number two pick. Giants, Dolphins, yeah, right there. Chase Young, New York City. Boy, that'd be – you get Chase Young number two, that's like, whoa. Well, and they have pretty good – I mean, they have some investments in the, – they got – Marcus Golden's a pretty good pass rusher for them. as eight and a half or seven and a half. You never have too many. Seven. Look at the San Francisco could 49ers. never have too many uh, – but the, I mean, the San Francisco 49ers are built a little bit different. The, the 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 biggest difference between Chase Young and the Bosa boys are, are the Bosa's size and how they play. They play a little bit bigger than Chase. Chase is, is has the ability to play stand up. I think Nick and Joey are, are much more apt at playing with their hand in the ground. But uh, that, regardless, they're all great and all that good stuff. Is there a possibility that? Chase Young might be Ohio State's best Heisman Trophy candidate because what he does is easy to demonstrate for people who want to watch a 15-second Twitter highlight. Oh, there he is again. He's breaking it and knocking the ball away. But that Ohio State's MVP or most important player might be somebody other than Chase Justin Young. Fields is the most That's what important. I say. There's not even close. And I it's actually would just say, by the too, nature of the position. But I actually would say, too, uh, J.K. Dobbins um, – you know, you played linebacker, and there's a physical toll to playing linebacker, man. You yeah. you said before, and I think it's the most apt description. You've got to launch yourself <laughs> into people with no regard for your personal I know, safety. I don't know what the number is. I know that 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 I've had. Um, I think I had over a thousand tackles in the NFL. I don't know the exact number. And somebody did a study where it said each tackle, most of them. Majority of them are like being in a car crash. Yeah. Okay. So J.K. Dobbins is Worse. there's not a lot of difference between a linebacker and a running back. A running back's taking that contact yeah. too, and J.K. Dobbins to by me, more than one guy by, by more than one guy. Yes. And boy, Ohio State. You know, we understandably when your interception to touchdown ratio is thirty three to one, and uh, you got a deep receiving core of Lave Victor. You know. Wilson, on KJ. and on and on and on, 12 guys who've caught <laughs> touchdown passes. It's easy to – and the 49 points a game, and you think, well, they're slinging it all over the place. The foundation of this team is running the football. Yeah. And J.K. Dobbins, as good as Master Teague is, and you and I were the original Master Teague fan club, J.K. Dobbins has had a phenomenal year. I'll say it, it's a joke if Jonathan Taylor gets a Heisman invite and J.K. Dobbins doesn't. I agree. Um, so right. I think maybe Fields and Dobbins are – in terms of what Ohio State does... by the does, way, that's not taking anything away from Jonathan Taylor and how good he no, is. No, he's yeah. good, but J.K. Dobbins is better. In 
on the team he plays on, he's got better blocking, and right. Ohio State has other things to take attention right. away from Dobbins to right. open up spots. I think right. Taylor will probably be the better NFL back because yeah. he'll have more I breakaway used, speed. I used to think that. Yeah. I uh, used, J.K. does not have JK, breakaway speed. i got to tell you, J.K. won me over this year. He's won me over more. I We'll have a discussion sometime yeah. about where he well, ranks well, in Well, the, right around draft time because I want to yeah. look at But he, I'll tell you, the more I watch him, the more I really, really like him. I really like him a lot, man. And I can see him being a great uh, – I don't know if he's a number one guy, but he's that all-important 10 to 15 carry mm-hmm. guy to give your guy a break and that there would be no drop-off. I don't know. I, I know this, that J.K. Dobbins is an unselfish kid, and Ryan Day is very smart because Ryan Day protected J.K. Dobbins. If Ryan Day would have ran J.K. Dobbins uh, 25 to 26 times a game this year, uh, J.K. Dobbins would have maybe the single-season rushing mark. Mm-hmm. In all of college football, I, I mean, be pretty close. I mean, his numbers would be unbelievable, Bruce. He has 57 carries in 10 games he averages in the second half. Yeah, 57 carries in 11 games. In 11 in games. In the second half. He, has, uh, he averages 7 yards plus per carry. He's 131 yards per game, but here's the key stat. Against Wisconsin, Michigan State, and Penn State, all of whom, all of whom, who came into Ohio Stadium giving up less than 80 yards per game rushing, J.K. Dobbins averages 162 yards. So he's gained twice, and in the Michigan State case and Wisconsin case, three times what those teams were giving up and per game. Thank now you. that's a credit to the line. That's what I was just yep. going to say, because that's the group that nobody. It's amazing to me that this this is such a true statement. When the offense is bad, everybody just starts ripping the offensive line. The numbers that Justin Field and, and Fields and J.K. have put up, and I go back and I know this is not an overstatement, is that this offensive line as a unit is the best offensive line that Ohio State's had as a unit. And that I can recall. Yeah, it's so. hard to it's hard to argue with that one given how they move people. But back to the original premise for the discussion now that we've talked about you don't need really need to talk about fields everybody can see what the quarterback does and what we've told you about jk dobbins i think could ohio state be 11 and 0 without justin fields maybe maybe i'd say maybe could they be 11 and 0 without uh jk dobbins maybe maybe a better way to say it is could ohio state win the national championship without justin fields no could they win it without J.K. Dobbins? Less of a no, but possible. Less of a no, but... <laughs> I mean, it's... Maybe they could. Yeah. Without Fields, no, they could yeah. not. Could they win the national championship without Chase Young? Yes. I'd say yes, they could. Yes. So that's why I have a hard time... You're right. That's saying the, he's my Heisman guy because I think there are two guys yeah. on a team more important than but him. But that's just the nature of, of the positions, too, Bruce. That I, I got to well, be honest. And okay, but let me but take I it from that say, perspective. I can say this. That Chase Who's got Young, the harder position to play of the three of them? Uh, Justin. I, and then easy. J.K. Uh, See quarterback, get quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Well, How complex well, is that? Well, well, here, the thing is, well, when he's going to get, hopefully teams, if you're a fan of anybody but Ohio State, Will not single him up, which I thought, you know, Clatton Gus did a good Maybe job this of pointing. Gives me an opportunity you, to throw some did. love toward a guy who I have not given enough love to, Jeff Halfley. Okay, <laughs> give him love. I I always marvel why are they single blocking Chase Young? 
But if know. they're always single blocking Chase Young, does any of that fall on how they're where they're putting Chase Young? Well, no, because they have to be able to. Where's Chase Young? You identify him, and throughout the week, you line up here on this particular play, and you line up here, and at the very least, we're going to get a chip on him. And I explained to you when a when a running back runs out, hits the outside shoulder, yep. and bounces him in to the offensive tackle. So, I think Chase Young is a He's phenomenal, and he's a game-changer, and he makes game-changing plays. But Justin Fields, by the nature of the position, is far and away the most important player on this football team. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Absolutely right. Okay, Brown Steelers, Sunday in Pittsburgh. Uh, there's been a lot of talk the NFL is going to intervene and say, oh, you guys watch it. We're watching you. I'm watching you. Uh, Mike Tomlin said, no, they shouldn't do anything. It's like, that game's over. And I don't think it's because Tomlin has anything planned. He's just like, it's a football game. You know, Stop making big drama about it. I think the Browns... I something to that. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think the I NFL agree with needs Mike. to step in. Yeah. I, I, but I think it's a bad look for D. Haslam, the Browns' uh, owner, to wear a hat with Miles Garrett's number on it. Miles Garrett's not a victim. He's not. Miles Garrett did a really... Dumb and apparently out of character thing by ripping Mason Rudolph's helmet off and swinging it at him and hit him. And by the way, Mason Rudolph's not going to start. Devlin Hodges is yeah. for the Steelers. But I don't think the Browns need to put his number on their shoes and act like Miles Garrett's some kind of. Once uh, again, in the NFL, it is distracting. This is not. It's not. It's not what Freddie Kitchen was talking about. Do your job. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's the NFL. I mean, we don't need to do all this stuff. I mean, we did stuff like that when Mike Gutley got injured. We wore well, number that's six. different. Yeah, that's but, not Mike Gutley's choice to do but, to but, get injured. But that wasn't the focus. The focus was execution, like every coach talks about. We heard Ryan Day. The first thing he says is, that yeah. "We got to execute." I, every NFL coach, I hear. Well, it's, I watch press conferences all day long when I go home. It's all about execution. That's all I ever hear is execution. And and I understand D's wanting to support her players and get the players on your side. I get all that. But once again, with the Browns, everything is magnified. Why is everything magnified when it doesn't have to be? How much of this stuff is self-induced? And by the way, 100%. Jarvis Landry, when he caught the two touchdown passes, acted like a pro. Yeah, finally. Didn't go over and... Didn't say, I'm going to keep doing it because that's who yeah, I am. that's who I am. Yeah, exactly. All right, we uh, covered a lot of... Uh, Minnesota and Wisconsin. Uh, we think that uh, Minnesota would be a better opponent, not an easier opponent necessarily, but a better opponent for Ohio State to get ready for the playoff. We've got some other big games here. Alabama-Auburn with Mac Jones at quarterback for Alabama. It's at Auburn. Think Alabama wins that game? Uh, no. I think Auburn think gets Auburn it. wins them, huh? Yeah. Gus uh, Malzahn saves his job. Yep. Uh, the other uh, headliner is Oklahoma-Oklahoma Oklahoma State. That is on the road at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State gets him. Jalen Hurts. Going home, home, home. Okay, so then we'll have, if you're right, uh, Bama will be out of the yep. playoff. Oklahoma will be out of the playoff. Yep. Um, It'll be... Ohio State, LSU, Utah, and another SEC team. Georgia. Georgia loses twice? No, Georgia's no, out? No, then Clemson. Then you forgot Clemson. Ohio Clemson. State, Clemson, LSU. Utah. And then it'll be between Georgia if they beat LSU. There's been a big push nationally for Utah for some reason. <laughs> yeah, that lost to a four-loss USC team. But there, don't you, don't you? Oh, get, there's a push for I Utah. Mean, there's it, no it, doubt. There's a push for Utah. Unbelievable. There's a push yeah. for Utah. Well, I mean, does that Oregon losing to Arizona State? I suppose. O U T. 
Oregon's out. Or right? Oregon's out. I'm saying yeah. is did everybody say okay now it's Utah? Utah, by the way, has to beat it's Oregon. It's a big push in the in the Pac-12 or the West Coast people to get Utah in the playoffs. Yeah, because the Pac-12. By the way, Washington Kyle Whittingham has done tremendous yep. work out there. An Urban Meyer disciple, I might add. An Urban Meyer disciple. Absolutely right. All right. We want to thank West Jefferson Plumbing and Heating for sponsoring uh, faithfully the uh, faith portion of the podcast, West Jefferson Plumbing and Heating. Uh, They're faithful to serve you. Being on time, number one. So many service industry people are not on time. Don't show up. Don't call. West Jefferson Plumbing and Heating will show up on time. And they'll call if they're going to be delayed by a job previous to yours. They feature Lennox High Efficiency Products. And ask them about geothermal heating or heat pump. Replacement furnaces, new construction, plumbing, heating, cooling, everything. West Jefferson Plumbing and Heating Services, all of Central Ohio. So call them, 614-879-9606, or on the web, westjeffplumbingandheating.com. Would you like to uh, start? I was thinking about something you said the other day where you were you gave a very good prayer for people. Yeah. Uh, and I was thinking about prayer and thinking about seeking answers from God. And the thing that I have found true in my life, and you may all find true in yours, is that when you pray, I pray for, you know, I got I got it all figured out how I want my life to unfold and what I want to happen. But very often, God, God answers and accomplishes what you're hoping to, what I'm hoping to get accomplished, but he does it in a very different way yeah. than I envision. Uh, I gave the case in point the other day of how since losing my job at The Zone, our job at The Zone, I've had more time to spend with God, and so all the things I was praying about at that time, you know, Lord, help me to have a better marriage and help me to be closer to my kids and help me to get closer to you, and all those things have happened, but I didn't pray, hey, Lord, help me lose my job so I can get closer to you. But he answered my prayer. He just did it in his own way. I can think of another uh, example. We were praying certain things for our children for a long time, and... We had an idea of how we wanted that to happen. We wanted uh, them to bond with a teacher. We wanted them to find a friend who, you know, would really um, help build on some of the characteristics and life lessons we were trying to ingrain in our kids. And that prayer has been answered. But how God answered it was to put on our heart to homeschool our kids, which forced us to make some sacrifices and forced us to reorder some things and moved us to a different church and a bunch of other things that came into it where we were like uncomfortable doing those things. So God will accomplish. He's faithful to accomplish many of the things that you want in your life. Sometimes the answer is no with your best interest at heart, but in my life, and it may be true in you in, in the rest of your life or some of you's lives, he'll accomplish what you want to get accomplished, but he'll stretch you and ask you to go farther than you think you'll have to go to get that accomplished. So one of the growth areas that I've had, and I've often talked about struggles that I have, I'm going to talk about a struggle here in a minute, but one of the growth areas that I had is that I've learned to accept uh, contentment in God's plan for me and where I am in my life and what's going on. And, you know, I I really uh, am humbled that, I've been blessed in so many ways, and and I just trust God completely mm-hmm. on that. Now, <clears throat> I said I've been had struggles, and I I do share my struggles because I do think I want people to know that whatever you're going through, it, it's not um, you're not alone. And I love to share 
you know, the successes like that. I, I know what blessings of contentment are. I'm not looking for anything more. If it comes, it, if it's great. If it doesn't come, that's fine. But here's the here's one thing that I do have a problem with, and it's and I'll have a scripture for this. So sometimes the best thing you can do is not think, not worry, not obsess. Just have faith that everything will work out for the best. Now that's a really hard sell for for guys like you and guys like me, or people in tough circumstances, or, 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 or yeah. just in yeah. life in general. Yeah, I mean, is. you overthink, you obsess, you you can't get your mind off something, you worry about something. And I struggle with that. Now, I've gotten better, and how have I gotten better? Well, I go to Scripture, right? So if you have a Bible or mark this down or memorize it, if you're listening to us in your car, it's Mark 9.24. And there's a guy with a sick kid and is asking Jesus to heal, and Jesus said something like, just believe. And, and the guy says, I do believe. But I really need help with my unbelief. Yeah, help me to believe more. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's it's it's so true. Yeah, you know, and and when I get like that, when when I start feeling, I do believe, I do believe, but why am I still worrying and obsessing? And why do I question my own belief, even though I'm telling myself I do believe? And I thought that to me was such an honest answer and honest prayer where you know he's got the lord sitting right in front of him and say yeah man i i, I got you i'm with you i just help me with my unbelief of you you right. know and that it's just so powerful and so honest and so that's a prayer that i always say to myself often i lord you know i believe you i've been there i'm with you all the way and i know you always take care of it but this time i feel like you're gonna let me down yeah. And you know, right? that, that absolutely. And that transparency, you know, you can, sometimes I've been in a situation where I'm like, man, I feel bad confessing that. Well, he knows it, dude. Like you're not, not keeping like you're a secret it, right? from him. Yeah. But that's a very honest prayer. Help me with yeah. my unbelief. It's, it's so powerful though, because it, for me, uh, and, and I get mad at myself when I have to say that prayer or when I have that conversation with God. Uh, I need a little help on that unbelief thing again. Oh man, I'm coming again at that. Yeah, you know. Right. And the cool thing is, though, I don't. I don't think he's. Uh, he doesn't respond how I would respond. What are you, some rockhead? You can't. How many times I got to tell you? Right there with you. <laughs> I mean, so, I've prayed for many things, you know, career-wise and stuff like that since February. And some of the answers I got were like, I, you know, one time he said, "Well, you know." Well, you know, you'll never lose your job if you work for yourself. And I'm like, yeah, will I ever get paid? You know what's clear to me? And he's like, well, you think I can't do that? Although it might not be paying off financially uh, for you, that I am a clear answer to your prayer. Well, sure, you. You and Jeff Halfley. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So God has blessed you many times over. Many times over. They're going to. Get a security guard to keep me away from Halfley <laughs> the facility. I'm pretty sure that's coming. Uh, let's get out of here with uh, Mike, or excuse me, Daniel, responding to uh, something you shared on the faith portion of the podcast a while back about your uh, walk around San Francisco and the power bars and yeah. the homeless people. Uh, he says, I was listening to the podcast, heard you both talking about the experience Chris had helping the homeless. Prompted me to pass along a program my Catholic church in Minnesota offers. We asked the members of our church to donate soap, shampoo, and other items from hotel stays as well as other small items, packets of fruit snacks, raisins, etc. Put yep. them in a bag 
and we put them in a grab-and-go bin for anyone to take and keep in their Love vehicle it. purse so that when they come across a homeless person or family, they instantly have something to offer them. Uh, he says, I understand why people have a hesitancy to give money as it might go for drugs or alcohol. So this is another way, such as Chris's gift card example, and one that he says he and his wife are instantly going to adopt as well to offer something besides money that is quick and easy. So uh, he encourages us to adopt that at your church, but I think it's something everybody can do individually. Yeah, Put a little something in uh, there like that. That's great. That's great. And you know what, too? He makes a great point. Just leave it for a grab-and-go. Yeah situation because people might be embarrassed if you give them something but if you leave it there then you know they can go pick it up with some dignity i guess yeah. I, I i that's a wonderful email and, and great advice and thank you for sharing that yeah. thank you very much really good we uh we enjoy our interactions with you guys so much and uh, we appreciate the way you guys have embraced the podcast and everything that uh you know has uh, resulted from it. So um, we hope you all have a great weekend. Including Bruce working with me again, an answer yes, to prayer. It is definitely an answer <laughs> to prayer. Dude, when you called me and said you wanted to do this, I was like, what? Are you serious? I thought all the blessings we'd had together that, were, yeah, that, that's were, what I said, were too. gone. But, uh, hey, blame yourself. <laughs> what? It's your idea. Yeah, once again, Michigan and you. <laughs> I'm right. only myself to blame. That's right. That's right. All right, so... Uh, after the game, Saturday, Immediate Reaction Podcast. Everybody have a great weekend. And Monday, we'll reflect on the game and on Browns and Steelers. 